last the age of sigmar podcast with for, with us for for people that strike last yeah, yeah. and has the last word yes 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 <laughs> i almost had it <laughs> right um as always uh i'm miles and and i'm ho- i'm hosting this podcast with matt and jack hello hello, hello. so how y'all been what what are we getting up to these days we got we got a we got a got a lot to talk about in such a short span of time i know it's like there's never enough podcast time in the world <laughs> exactly exactly um, yeah, yeah jack uh you uh are playing in a campaign is that right indeed indeed doing a little path to glory uh you know put, hanging up my tournament spurs for a brief period of time to enjoy the more narrative and flavorful side of things which Sounds has been fun. kind of a fun time yeah it's like a lot of fun it is, it is, but it's also weird and eye-opening, which is a maybe a good reason to talk about what is this path to glory and how is it different from competitive Warhammer and what are some of the surprising things that might have been noted in this journey? Yeah, uh, I guess to, to start with, I should say that I've been using my Hedonites um, mm-hmm. and I've mainly been using the whole experience as a vehicle to paint the ones that I haven't played with before or were kind of on the back burner because sure. I have a, a pretty ongoing quest to get the entire range done. So I can say that it's like 100 percented uh, and it's going well. But, you know, as a result, you know, I've been painting stuff like Slangor, you know, small units of Myrmidesh, you know, all the funky things. And I've been trying to just include these little units in the Path of Glory to kind of get a sense for them. So stuff mm-hmm. comes out like the Shard Speaker or the Mesmerizing Mirror that might not make it into your competitive list really ever. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been like a lot of fun. Um, but I've noted a couple things off the bat, you know, in the whole experience. One, more Hedonite specific, is that underpowered units and AOS anvil of apotheosis heroes, which are overcosted, definitely do make things harder, but it's kind of a fun sure. challenge. And two, more path to glory specific, you know, whether you're talking about the core rule book or Thundia battle plans for this stuff, are that the battle plans for this stuff are crazy. Like the system itself is fun. You get to create like your path to glory battle roster and have certain units you can bring and they get kind of cool or sometimes super powerful veteran abilities if they level up by surviving battles and doing stuff you know but when you get to the actual mission to play the game it's like all the stuff that you're used to in competitive age of sigmar all the finesse is just thrown out the window it's like if you were thinking about like that term people sometimes throw around or that like uh playing four-dimensional chess for really complicated things Mm -hmm. i think we're going like down a chess level in terms of dimension this is two-dimensional chess or maybe one-dimensional chess i thought it was one-dimensional chess because i went to two-dimensional chess immediately but it's just like the the normal chess without like the the piece you can hold you see like a computer screen like an old chess i got you yeah yeah. which is essentially Mm -hmm. the same game so the the metaphor broke down but i digress (laughs) it's linear chess um (laughs) because (laughs) this these missions they don't use battle tactics they don't use grand strategies they really don't use objectives for the most part um in a lot of ways 
and they don't use a lot of mysterious terrain. Generally, most of them have one piece of mysterious terrain per player. You get to put them down. Hmm, and a lot of the missions that I have played, uh, you know, could be just straight victory points. It could be holding one specific point. It might be escaping off the edge of the map. Um, but it's not like a lot of careful positioning back and forth based on the whole map in quite the same way as I think we're used to. So you can't really come from behind if you can't do those one things or you get the raw deal, mm -hmm. which segues into the other weird aspect of some of these missions mm -hmm. is despite the fact that they do end up being fun, which is probably the point they can also sometimes <laughs> be, and this is a key bit, not fun because they uh. have, yeah, which seems like <laughs> a design opposite. failure. Yeah. The, the, not the one you want. And that's because a lot of them have, a pretty strong chance for an extreme one-sided slant at the beginning of the game almost like a set up your army other guy picks it up kind of 40k level sorry 40k like they rolled a four up and got the first turn kind of you know bad moment and there are a couple examples i'll give you guys just to sort of sketch this out for those who maybe haven't played it uh there's one mission you know from the core book i think it's called the watchtower where one of the two parties gets to be defending a watchtower and others attacking them. The premise of this is you have to put half of your army around the watchtower, which is six inches from like an objective in the center, and the other half in reserve from one side of the board. And the other player gets to both set up his whole army in a semicircle around you, like I think like some some fairly short distance away, <laughs> uh, and choose to take the first or second turn. So if there was a time for you to be alpha struck, is like you have to offer up half your army immediately. If they are sure. doing the right or bring the right army, that that half is gone. <laughs> you know, almost despite you know any action you can take, unless you just have the right combination of like pre-game movement screening units or whatever to create like a protective bubble or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, so that can be kind of like an immediate, like, oh, okay, interesting game kind of experience. Uh, you know, I had a really fun game against our friend Nick here, brought some ogres, but it was essentially whether a first turn charge for a bunch of stone horns and, you know, like guys who are going to have three inch charges and everything there. <laughs> sure. I, yeah, you know, I think I played, I think I've played this mission actually, because uh, <laughs> for a little bit there, uh, my friend Drew and I were playing. Um, a little path to glory right when right when uh the edition changed right and this mm -hmm. is the new path to glory system where you've got your little roster sheet and your um your general and he's getting specialty you know you can take more uh artifacts and stuff than you normally would be able to and that kind of thing yep yeah. that's the that's the special sauce um and uh yeah i remember playing that and I guess we, he and I had played it at a very low points level. So it was like 600 points aside, right? At which point, mm -hmm. like the fact that he was like literally up in my grill before turn one started um, didn't matter as much because it was a bunch of ghouls versus a bunch of skinks. Mm hmm. You know, nice. yeah, more proper like, scrum there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, oh, all my Pterodon riders come in from the flank, you know, and then like uh, and then they're, you know, they have a um, they're able to make good uh, progress to the, you know, and sort of charge in immediately on the turn that they arrive um, because they get to deploy and then move and then charge. I think it's or something ridiculous. 
Yeah, yeah. When you come in from the side, it's like it's they they kind of have this the one side, and you have to come in within like a certain number of inches of it, and then you get to mm-hmm. you know do your movement and all that. So if you have a fast unit, you can definitely come and intercede if there's something yeah. left to defend. I mean, probably the only negative is if they decide to refuse flank you, just give you a big bubble. You're not gonna get there. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I could definitely see if you're playing it slightly, you know, because they don't really have good recommendations about where the points cutoffs are for these missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think you could easily be playing this mission at 1,200 points or something like that, at which point you can have a much more potent alpha strike. And that's actually exactly sort of where it's settled. I mean, you know, barring like a lot of recommendations from, you know, the Path of Glory battle plans or whatnot, and you get with the mm-hmm. open-endedness of it, uh, we'd started this league at a thousand points and so okay. sort of organically grows as you're able to buy units and attach them to your barracks or strongholds or roll the right territories to be able to even get certain things beyond the sort of starting minimums, which are mm-hmm. somewhat restrictive. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can get up to 1,200, 1,300 point games eventually. And then it's, it's just big enough for like those things to start to be telling. I, I think that's fair. Because you know, then you can get the double stone horn charge or, or something like that. You know, that really wipes you off the board. Yeah. Whereas maybe that wouldn't be available at the 500 point version. Uh, yeah. Which actually did play out um, something like this. And another really fun one to highlight in this sort of theme of oh, this is a tough mission if you don't roll the four up, which was uh, another one from the Thonia book that we had a chance Ooh. to try yesterday, uh, highlighting one of our favorite new models, the Incarnate of Gur. Yeah. Uh, so this thing is basically, uh, I think it's open the vault or something. You're opening the mystical vault, but the vault has a guardian. So okay. think your two armies square off. They're facing the vaults and opposite sides of the table, deploying on the narrow edge. Straightforward mm-hmm. so far. But here comes the wrinkle. There is an incarnate of Gur in wild form, starting at level two, guarding this thing. And you do your kind of a roll off the priority roll, and you start the game normally that way. But at the beginning of the battle round, the players roll off, and they, based on who wins, get to control the incarnate. But because of how incarnates work, outside of extremely narrow circumstances, if you win that first roll off, you're generally going to be in auto charge range. You can just run that thing and charge because it flies 12 and can run a charge in wild form to get into your opponent's army. At which point, if you tag more than one unit, it will fight those things to the death. <laughs> and either you've erased a substantial chunk of their army with an incarnate or held them up in their deployment zone indefinitely or both. Uh, and the thing will probably die, uh, even, you know, so it doesn't matter if it switches sides because. The next time the battle round comes up, let's say your opponent takes control of you dead, it's still fighting their right. troops, still considers them enemies, will still fight them to the death. It can do nothing with that. It can't retreat from its own fight. It's not allowed for the incarnate. It's stuck in combat, as is the other. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that model. That model. Ugh. Yeah. We're going to have a whole show for that, people. A whole show. We, we, we absolutely have much to speak of on that. So that's, that's <laughs> a preview right there. Just looking forward to next week's episode or two weeks from now's episode. But I will say, without going too much more into it, to kind of wrap up on that mission, in that two things happened. One, the incarnate flew in because I won the roll off, got the mm-hmm. four up, and my opponent had a real fun experience watching probably a third of his models get destroyed by this thing on on its own as a tag like four units as i marched my army across the board to just grab the objective and sit on it uh 
it became more of a game, luckily, this is point two, because there are a couple ways that this can skew away from just a one-sided experience. He had a brass orb, and he threw it at the thing and relocated it, you know, back to my corner, which made it more of a game. But, like, that's kind of an unusual artifact. Most of the time, the carnage there, it's there to stay. <laughs> yeah, and that's sure. that's very army-dependent. Any other army is not going to have that ability, right? So Exactly. So... Long story short, Pathagoria, lots of fun. Good to grow your guys organically. But sometimes, yeah, you just show up and the mission just just hits you over the head with what's going to happen, which <laughs> I find very interesting. Yeah, it's um, it, I'm going down a uh, history lane here, but I, uh, I I finally went back to uh, get all the games of my youth. I got a PlayStation mm-hmm. um, and I got Shadow of the Horned Rat. Uh, if you guys remember that game, it's like the precursor to whatever the new uh, the Vermintide. No, no, the other one, the um, uh, the the big battle one that everybody plays. Oh, oh, Total War. oh yeah, I Total remember War. this. Oh, I love that game. You're like the mercenary captain, and yep. it's on PlayStation with bad grainy graphics. There's oh, like yeah. a million I mean, and one of every enemy unit whenever you fight a battle, and none yep. of your guys come back when they die. <laughs> and the in the in the in the best um, the best soundtrack ever. By the way, if you ever get a chance, go and look it up. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. Uh, I may even nice. link it on our YouTube channel. Get that person some extra listens. But. Um, that's how I envision Path to Glory should be, right? Is like just set up some scrums, a little bit of scrums. You get a little bit more. You get a little bit more. You get a little bit more. Um, but I can see the incarnate just completely messing that up. <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's too strong for that forum. I mean, like if your guys die at Path to Glory, there's a chance they do have the Shadow of the Horn Rat treatment, right? Where they end up like gone, gone. Like they do, the unit strength mm-hmm. will go down by like two or three so you have like a crappy unit at full price yep. and then there's you maybe either delay to have a chance of getting them back or like a dicey one to try to do it for some of your special resource glory points you know after a battle but you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself i'm gonna take this like seven out of ten unit of like skeletons or whatever i'm still paying full bore for it i'm gonna fight off a flying super magic demon yeah yeah right <laughs> that they got for free this turn <laughs> that's always the interesting part of balancing a campaign right how do you how do you give somebody the tools to um to fight back without making it just overpowered right so uh that's an interesting thing i, I i'm excited to see actually in branching out again and like necromunda campaigns and um actually even the new uh war cry campaigns to see how they're how they're working that yeah, but I feel like I was looking at those new Warcry campaigns. They seem exciting. I'd be, yeah. I, I'm interested in trying to get some people around here to, you know, just try it out, see what's up. You know, it's not like we don't have any models. Yep. kicking I've, around. I've got you all the Warcry boxes and too. nobody to play Warcry with. <laughs> wah, there you wah, go. Wah. Uh, I often uh, convince myself to buy them based upon the terrain, which will sit on Sprue for a while. Oh, <laughs> nice. There we go. <laughs> Terrain's so good, though. Um, but uh speaking of the total warhammer the yeah the one i've been trying to do with pat with the one i was trying to do with path of glory was the uh that north africa campaign uh for the lizard men from uh total war 2 did anybody, anybody I, play this maybe this is too niche of a I, I i started i started i i got total war 2 um from steam and they had one of those yeah. bundles and mm-hmm. um i played it for like maybe about an hour and was just like, this is so much. I just want to go beat people <laughs> up. I just, yeah. that's all I want to do. I, I, I can, I think I know the one you're talking about. Uh, 
you know, miles. And of course, I think I agree with you there too, Matt. Sometimes it's pretty overwhelming with that game. But yeah, it's like you're down like near Nehekara, but you're like in a little uh, pocket of jungle, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, exactly. And you're yeah, you're sort of like the the desert uh, the the desert adjacent Seraphon, and you are or, or lizard men in the world that was, uh, and you are you know a skink chief on Terradon. That's fun. That that is honestly what's really needed by those games is it lets you live out the fantasy of being that one character, building your bastion, doing your thing. Right. And the fact you can spend fifty hours in your computer beating up the rest of the old world and uh, new world oh, is yeah. kind of cool well, when you combine the games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never once beaten this campaign, so I always get you know I get a decent chunk of desert under my under my belt, and then Nagash comes out of somewhere and destroys the just absolutely annihilates me. Uh, classic Nagash move. <laughs> but uh delightful yeah but i was trying to do that in my path to glory so i had my, my pterodon chief as my general which had we ever scaled up to a thousand fifteen hundred points uh i would have been regretting so hard you know can you can you imagine having this like 80 point hero as your general that you have to choose forever yeah that that is the limitation to the forum i guess maybe one one last point on that which is fun is that it does let you trot out the lesser known heroes if you want to give them a story and try to grow them up and yeah. it's a great spot for anvil of apotheosis heroes uh i've had quite a bit of fun with one that i grew up for this horribly overcosted. it's 160 mm -hmm. points for a five inch move three up save normal mortal like not good at fighting kind of sorcerer uh nice. who i gave a companion beast uh that can do maybe some mortals on a charge but it's just been fun to like watch his story unfold because the thing is bad stats but always somehow does way more damage than it should it's uh, the old chaos like champion model holding the book mm -hmm. uh, who i named abrax the dancing flame and his companion uh which is a little monkey model from uh you know from the pirate set with the ogres uh, who mm -hmm. is his companion sensuous philip uh <laughs> <laughs> who the master is there nobody knows but the duo has sure. done probably more damage than sadly many units of my army in some games <laughs> nobody knows but we all know it's sensuous philip yes he's a star he's a star <laughs> pretty mean looking with a knife handle clutched in his tail you know <laughs> nice yeah the uh the, the the there's so much uh possibility in those and like in the crusades or the way to play uh 40k and it's nice to see that kind of like move over um in general for a lot of people going over to playing path to glory or uh crusades or like we've got necromunda and horus heresy now because uh some of these books are getting brutal uh the new books specifically uh hmm. uh like zinch zinch uh, is going to be brutal the, wind. <laughs> the new sigmar books i was like oh what what books are we talking about is there like a new go trek book i haven't heard about or what's the <laughs> Now the uh, the the releases in general, right? Uh, Power oh my God. is a thing, but and um, there's so many of them coming out. There's right, Zinch is dropping or if it has dropped. I don't know. I yep. can't handle uh, Lumineth. Lumineth and Giants I saw are coming out this weekend. Does that sound right? Anybody wow. want to fact check yep. me? Yep. Um, and then we soon. get ogres soon. Slaves of Darkness soon. That new those new Slaves of Darkness. Whoa. Yeah, right. I really, I really want to hear all these insights, Matt, that you have about Zinch. The changes in the wind, of course, but I want to say one little thing 
about the new releases for Chaos, just to put it out there. Because I gotta keep dribbling at us. Mm-hmm. And it's like every single one of them is like the cover of a heavy metal album. I feel oh, like yeah. that's like the new style. It's <laughs> but, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and the the new Zinch book is probably the most beautiful one. I don't that's know if you guys like have the... seen it in person. It's is that the one with the Zangor? Yeah, yeah. 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 That I mean, cover is beautiful. Great palette. Great yeah. palette. Yeah. Um but uh, I, yeah, I feel like we're back in that um, era of second edition where they were just hitting us with books over and over and over. And we're just like trying to keep up. And the only constant right now seems to be a damn Kronspine, but uh, in the competitive meta. Mm-hmm. But um, Zinch is looking interesting. And um, I got to say, it's uh, after going through the book, you know, I've, I've had a probably about 4,000 point, 5,000 point Zinch army that I've been sitting on forever because of one reason, because it's so complicated. It actually provides an NPE for my opponent because they have to keep track of what I'm trying to keep. Oh, track. sure. Yeah. And I'm not the smartest guy as we just talked about with the, uh, the, uh, the total war game, right? I can yeah. barely keep no, track of that. I, shit. I remember uh, right playing against uh, Matt Beasley with the um, uh, with his Zinch last edition, mm-hmm. and it would be like his first hero phase was going to be thirty five minutes of him talking at the absolute fastest pace he could possibly muster, yep. and just and you're just like, all right, I'm, you're just like white knuckling it on the on your side of the table. You're like, I don't fully know what's happening but i'm gonna pretend like i do because i don't want to be rude you know and it's matt because me and he's great and i'm sure you know it's all fine and above board and everything right like not to but it was just like holy crap how do you even handle this you yeah. Know? yeah only yeah. only because he's a he's a wizard uh it's magic <laughs> yeah that, that's how his planes fly um my my one game against matt versus his age i think it was in second edition but it was quite quite intense as well in that similar way <laughs> Yeah, and and that book really was a lot of bookkeeping, and then like the 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 first one was a lot of bookkeeping. Then the second one, right, that came out, then had agendas, and it's like, okay, is that actually going to benefit me? And then only like only extreme high level players are going to be able to like get all of that and run through it, right? Well, Mm -hmm. the new book does away with all of that. You're finally like pushed away from having to do um, if this then that. Uh, style of play for a lot of the uh, stuff. Agendas are out. Um, you know, you get you get a free endless spell at the beginning of the game, essentially. Well, you have to pay for it, but you get it automatically summoned, which is amazing. Okay. That's cool. Um, and you're not you're not just like with all the other books. You're not like stuck with uh, artifacts from um, your sub allegiance. So mm-hmm. like. Things are starting to look like you know they're actually playable. And when I first saw, um, I gotta say, when I first saw the uh, the War Scrolls for the the bo- the interim box, you know how they always put out the the oh, uh, yeah. two armies, and I saw the uh, acolytes, um, I was I was so disappointed because I've been wanting to use them forever. And then they bumped them to a six plus save in that box for like some okay. unknown reason. Well, they bumped that- them right back to a five up. Okay, so the so the ones in that box were just a red herring. Did I yeah. did I get that right? Okay, yep. yeah. So they were. Just... Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So they so they specifically made them worse for some reason. Um, but now they're now they're back to where they're actually pretty decent. Um, you can rend stack with the army almost to the level of like beasts of chaos if you really want to go that route. Hmm. Um, 
but the one of the most amazing things um you can bring zangor now because you're not having to have a double folded war scroll card with like all the rules even going on to the back and everything because they've split the units to be offensive or defensive you can either have one of all shields or one of all double weapons and that means uh, like you're not sitting there waiting for your opponent to get through you know 40 different roles having to call out oh each God. one having to follow it having to see God bless Kirk for for trying that i mean he did it for all of second edition and no, it was and never a fast move but like you know you got through it and you were just like but it was always one of those things where like okay this is going fine okay okay now i'm losing a little bit more than i'd like okay and he's still going and he's still rolling and there's uh, there's more attacks okay and oh and that was now the beaks yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and morale mutants. breaking number of profiles right, yeah to do. <laughs> yeah and like and while well, like the the army as a whole, I wouldn't say is like amazingly top tier or anything, right? It's got the potential mm-hmm. to be by that same. It still has that same high skill level like use case where like Matt can probably take it and he's just gonna dominate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he could he did that with I don't know he can do that with any army, but um, sure. but it also it 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 completely reduced the barrier to entry, um, like. Mortal lists are viable now. Maybe not as viable as demons, but you know, um, certain things so. have gone up. Like the uh, just the Zangor Shaman having a four plus save now is huge. It's it's a massive change to be able to bring something down to a three and up when you need it. Right, you're mm-hmm. not fifty fifty. Um, and then like Zangors is still at five and up, but there's there's so many ways to like get them back in. Um, now that like it's it's viable to actually do a mortal starting army and um the 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 book has has it's super tight like i don't i don't know how to describe for it everyone like for everyone at home matt's making a bunch of funny hand motions like trying to like i've turned italian for a second yeah, yeah. <laughs> um He's captured so, tightness with his hands. Yeah. So, like, when when looking through this, like the the major changes to me are that they really just want you to buy spawn models. That's really it. Well, of course, and, and you know, no one else angle. champions the spawn like like Zinch. Well, in Beast of Chaos, they have that one spawn spawn lover. Yeah, uh, Gabe spawn faction. Um, but like Chaos spawns now, if you get. Just a forewarning for anybody who's going up against the new book. If you get stuck with a bunch of chaos spawn in your face, it's going to hurt. They're throwing mortals now. That's insane. Chaos spawn throwing mortals. Is this part of a devious plan on Games Workshop's part to clear out all the back stock of chaos spawn inventory for the last like six years since they made the last sculpt or twenty or whatever it was before they make a new sculpt? It's a dual. I hope so. The new sculpt comes out with beasts of chaos. Why yes? Why yes? Um, but yeah, I don't mean it's, I don't mean there's it's a dual it's a dual kit of chaos spawn. You mean you get two in a box? <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, you get like five in a box with all the extra options. Yeah, if sure. You just glue it onto a piece of putty. It's a bring your own base uh, yeah. option. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like the uh, the battle tactics are all actually achievable. That was one thing that I noticed playing my armies are the. The couple of games that I've had with them is like Zinch is like super strong on the start of the game, uh, but towards the end, if you just 
can't rack up enough summoning points, you're kind of screwed, right? So you, mm-hmm. you'd have to steamroll through right away, unless it's like, I don't know, a crazy map build castle. Um, sure. But like now, those are actually achievable, um, helping you in certain situations where your Zinch is just going to be shut out uh, with the older book in, you know, 3.0.1 or 2, whatever we want to call the second GHV now. And um, 3.0.1.2, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. And uh, <laughs> good yeah, old grand strategies. They seem to keep going on with these grand strategies that are just attainable by everybody. So I guess that's good. That's mean. Um, mm, tough. Yeah. I'd say the, the coolest thing, though, the, the one thing that got me excited was uh, my chariots have a four and up save now instead of a five. Like, that's huge. Ooh, nice. That's so massive. Right? That's a. Uh... That's pretty neat. That's pretty yeah. neat. Um, question. Do they still have Destiny dice? Still a thing? Yes, they do. And they have hmm. even more reliable ways to get Destiny dice back. They're even more Destiny. Des- destiny. Destiny. Um, wow. Which, I mean, it, every, everybody hates on it, but like, imagine that army without Destiny dice. Oh, wouldn't wouldn't feel the same. Not anymore. I mean, yeah, sure. The architect of fate's got to have something going on, right? Yeah, and and the fact that it's inherently random from the beginning of the game. I know there are certain games where I've only rolled ones, twos, and threes, and that was, I think, after the FAQ that you can't bring back all your horrors or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, one. So the ones are, and so it's like, fun. well, cool. Yeah, I passed the battle shock that I was already going to pass because I have bravery ten. Whoopsie. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I really, and and I'm kind of piggybacking off of this. Like, I really hope that out of all the books that come out after this, that ogres get this same treatment because they are the book that I really want to see that kind of like just solid writing for. I would second that. I have mm-hmm. a whole ogre army and a lot more ogres I could build or paint given the right motivation. And it would be a lot of fun to get them their day in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple save increases here, little points drops there, you know, maybe an extra rend here, you know, just it's amazing. The, the mighty, the mighty arrest is the righty arrest. Yes. Whatever we're on now, they keep upping the uh, suffixes. Oh, yeah, mighty, the ante is high on that one now. <laughs> mighty righty, but yeah, lefty um, Lucy, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the new ogre one. Is mighty righty lefty Lucy? <laughs> like they give them like a lot of power, but as a weird new rule, we have to designate whether they're right-handed, left-handed. I can only turn that direction, kind of like a Zoolander limitation. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can only you can only uh, turn right. If you turn left, you lose all your buffs. Right, so yeah. this army that's just <laughs> driving one way lane to get down to where it needs to go. Mightiest is mightiest. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, very solid book. I I hope to see a lot more of it. Um, apparently, like I don't know if you guys saw the Warhammer community article where like Zinch is still like doing really well. Apparently, in the queue of armies that yeah. are winning. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm completely baffled by that. And I really want to go and look at the, the actual rules that they're probably sure. abusing to get to that. I point. mean, I saw, I don't know. And I really, I really liked that meta watch uh, article they put out with the video with the, whatever his name, the new game designer, the, yep. the new Jarvis. 
right? New Jervis. James Jervis. No, 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 no. That, yeah, no, James I know, Workshop. I know, I know. I love the James Workshop video. That was amazing. Oh, that, that was amazing. <laughs> I, I want one of those for the cron spine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know, I really thought he had a, a good sort of data-driven approach to thinking about this game and and sort of had the right levels of, um, you know, how 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 to think about the windows of, of you know, what what's the timeline we're looking at to make these changes and all that sort of made a lot of sense to me. So that was very exciting. Um, but yeah, I wonder if something like Zinch is much like the Sons of Behemoth, a game, uh, an army that uh, doesn't win as much as it doesn't lose. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, yeah. you know, either you can get through 30 pink horrors or you can't get through 30 pink horrors. Yeah, and with the yep. changes to Bellacor, I can see the horrors just coming back in Zinch only, right? So yeah, but the um, the the oh, that'd be interesting if horrors became uh, uh, spiteful in Bellacor or whatever it is, yeah, whatever that's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how that affects everything. I'm sure the new Slaves to Darkness book is going to make a lot of things very interesting, but um. Though the one thing I was excited about that article was it was showing Beast of Chaos win rate at the top, right? Oh yeah. Um and 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 that gives me hope because the new war scrolls for all of the Zangor stuff is so brutal. It's the most brutal in a Beast of Chaos list. You do okay. not want to fight them at all. So that gives me hope. If anything. Outside of like wanting to play Zinch, I can now happily know that my Beasts of Chaos are going to be nerfed into the <laughs> ground so that I can play them again and not feel go. bad. That's true. I mean, like they're uncomfortably good right now. It's probably a real turnoff. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, just it, it, out of anything out of that book, regardless of how good Zinch is now, they made. The, just the changes to Skyfires alone, um, where they're avoiding any um, negative any penalty, save right? benefits. Yeah. Oh, so, that's yeah, yeah. So like, best day ever plus Mystic Shield. All of that is gone for them. They're hurting Archeon. Archeon has a four and up save against them. You see, this makes it seem to me like there is going to come a reckoning, maybe, for Beast of Cast because of these new assets, but probably not before they just sweep a bunch of tournaments if they're able to take advantage of these things in that interim period. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, uh, what do we have, the uh, the two-week FAQ window? Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that they <laughs> drop some points changes on Beast of Chaos before then, because nobody needs to see them over-nerf like Slanesh. I, I did. I did hear about one other interesting potential fact, you know, from that, uh, you know, from that book. Full credit. I uh, heard about it on the Honest Wargamer. Actually, they were chatting about this potential. But Jack, we don't we don't promote other people's podcasts on this show. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> an unnamed, also stats heavy uh, podcast that may or may not have been a direct inspiration for the MetaWatch article, <laughs> um, but. Apparently, there's a way to create an immortal lunch for a conspine. Immortal lunch. Yeah, because uh, apparently, if you make that endless spell from that you get for free that can't be dispelled at the beginning, kind of float around, and it gets eaten, it doesn't go away. At least right now. 
So we're definitely going to have to do a crown spine episode because I know yeah. I'm going to have to see that in this local meta. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Right. Hot, hot preview for things <laughs> to be talked about on the all about crown spine episode. <laughs> nice. Uh, and we'll have spine. that for you guys. Why? <laughs> we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have that for you guys next time. Uh, in the meantime, while you're waiting around, you can follow us at strikes last on Twitter. We got a new Twitter handle. Uh, we got a YouTube channel up and running. Matt's been uh, putting some hard work into there. We, uh, and so check us out there. Uh, what else we got going on? Well, <laughs> if people love the channel and want to buy cool merchandise to promote the channel in the wider world to people who may not yet have heard the good word, they can find that on Redbubble, looking up Always Strikes Last or Matt's handle of Derp Town. <laughs> yep. And uh, we'll start linking those in the YouTube area. Um, one of the other cool things that we do um, is, or at least on the, we're going to start doing for uh, local GTs around here is a uh, list breakdown. So we're going to host uh, quite a bit of uh, you know, other clubs from the area, some really like high level hitters. And we just go through the lists on the GT and kind of like figure out, hey, what makes this work? Um, and it's a lot of fun to kind of like learn because, you know, these guys are amazing players, um, mm -hmm. but also like to get ideas. One of the cool things is, um, you know, seeing the variation or, you know, cron spine and seeing how you can uh, you can tinker with your list because list building is, uh, you know, about one quarter of most of ours days. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> a deep commitment on par would work. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, and if you don't strikes first, you strikes last. I don't know. Which well, is preferable. Yeah. Yes. You, That's we, winning. You strikes when you strikes, but, uh, but what, you do it last. God, I had one. Uh, it was d don't strike out, strike last. Oh, yeah, don't like strike that. out, strike last. That should be a t-shirt. There uh, we the go. Delivery, though. Oh, God. Thank <laughs> you.